Good morning, everybody. It's Friday. We made it to another week. Made it through. Made it through another week. Hopefully, you're doing okay. Uh, let me see if I can get everything set up here today. I keep trying to move things around to make it more efficient to work better, <laughs> which always means it creates more problems. <laughs> well, first thing first, welcome to the Break the Cycle with DST podcast. I am your host. I am uh, not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you who has gone through a difficult situation. And over the nearly, God, it's coming up on 10 years, on nearly the decade of dealing with this post divorce or post separation, I developed some tips and techniques that work to save my sanity that I share with you to help you do the same, help you break the cycle of emotional abuse. And if you have children, to repair, strengthen the relationship with them, just try to get everything back on track. One thing I always like to say is only a licensed professional can diagnose a person with a personality disorder. So be very careful going around diagnosing your ex with, with certain issues and stuff because it inevitably will hurt your credibility and make things worse. <laughs> Let them implode on themselves and we don't need to stand in their way to uh, make that make that happen. The other thing is if you would like to get the SMS text notification, which, oh my God, did that go out today? Did I screw that up again? Holy heck, holy how, cow, holy how? <laughs> Let me check that for a second. Let's see here. Oh, no, wait a minute. No, it went out. Okay, I guess I just didn't see it. I was kind of worried there for a moment. Anyways, backtracking, if you want to get that text notification like I did this morning, you can text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012 to get on that notification list. Uh, I think I hid this other slide, so let me let me do this. If The phone lines will be open today, so if you want to, let me unskip this, this slide and put it back. And if you want to dial in, you can dial in at 1-424-373-5483, 1-424-DSD-LIVE. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are doing pretty good today. I think if that's, cor- if that's correct, that's the, last, that's the last of the normal setup. <clears throat> Man, <laughs> what a week. This has been a whirlwind. Two interviews, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, crazy stuff going on in the background, some cool stuff, some not so cool stuff, but all of it's interesting. I wanted to, to hit a couple of topics today and, uh, but before I do that, let's all take a moment and enjoy a nice hot cup of coffee or at least a sip. That would be the first, the first sip of the day. So I'm running a little behind, a little behind on things. Uh, a little, little quick note to Debbie. It would be the, the note for channel members and just below the main title above everything. Anyways, I got people from all over today. We got Canada, the, uh, greetings from the UK. Uh, and let's see, I see people, yeah. Looking through the, let me just double check the comments. We got... Uh, oh, hold on. Let me flip this. Uh, no, this is supposed to work. Shane says, good morning, all. Joseph says, good morning. Node Gurma. Node? Node Whatever. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm so bad with names. Good morning. Carrie Turner, morning. Alone parent. IRI folks. iTumblers, morning. Uh, Makan McD. Hello to you. Oh, I love this. Kai Tumblr says, I love the, that I love DSD is doing collabs, but the normal podcasts are the best. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because I, uh, I have been, uh, been contemplating and, and trying to decide how to do that. I, I don't want to, see, I don't really want to turn this into an interview show because I really do enjoy these one-off, uh, or not one-off, these solo things because it gives us more of a time to kind of just free form. Uh, oh, I did want to say the other day, uh, just so you guys know that once this stuff starts, starts going and the comments are coming in, it's really tough, even with moderator Debbie sending me questions to try to figure out what is going, you know, what's a good comment for the conversation. 
And what inevitably happens is if I start reading through stuff, whoever's on the show, I, I have a hard time hearing what they're saying and doing, saying and doing, or just saying, I even found that a couple times yesterday where I was so focused on trying to read that I wasn't really sure what the other guy was saying. And that's when I just kind of said, you know what, to make sure that, that the questions are good and I'm not just throwing stuff out there and there's not a back and forth. That's why I, I just couldn't, I couldn't keep up with that. I, I think as things progress and I get a little bit better at it than that, that'll probably self self correct, but, uh, it's just going to take some time to, to, uh, get into that. What I do. Okay. The first thing I want to bring up is how we get stuck in patterns, right? We always, we often talk about focus on the, the X's patterns of behaviors, behaviors, but we also have our own patterns of behavior. And I had a, an interesting example that I've recognized in the last couple of months, just from switching this show around. And this is from having four years of our little over four years now of doing the channel and having a routine that I normally would do, which would be, I would, uh, you know, throughout the day, I'd take a break, I'd record a video, then I would try to find time, you know, in another break to edit it, upload it. So I, so I was constantly in this mode. It was actually almost like a panic mode to where I was constantly thinking, oh, I, I got to record another video. I, I got to find a comment. I got to find a, a topic. And it was just this really stressful, stressful thing. <laughs> Not a lot of fun. So two months ago, maybe a little over two months ago now, when I, when I switched up, what I switched up the format, I switched to this morning thing. And part of the reason for that was I knew that once I get back to work and have to physically go in, you know, that, that my, that my day gets severely compressed and because of the change in custody for anyone who doesn't, well, let me, let me just clarify this. It's still 50, 50, but we agreed outside of court to go week on week off, which has been outstanding. Right. So that's kind of opened up a whole nother, uh, another routine for me. So that's why I started doing these morning shows. But what I found up until recently and sometimes I still have to struggle with this is that I will be sitting in the middle of the day going, Oh crap. You know, I'll have that, that fear that I need to, to do something with the channel only to realize, Oh no, wait a minute. I already did it. I did uh, I did my morning show. The podcast is out. The show notes are up and everything is, I mean, effectively, if I get bombarded by work, I don't have to, I don't have to, uh, be concerned about having or worrying about that. But, but think about that for a moment. We're, we're, I'm talking about something that's relatively, I mean, it's all good, right? There's nothing negative in what I was just talking about. And the, the few years of pattern that I created for the first part of this show, I've been struggling to, to like reprogram my brain that no, 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 that's okay. I don't have to worry about that. Now I have time to focus on my real job or, or even if I'm off or I take the day off, now I have this whole day that's not even uh, set up for anything. Another thing, and I was talking to Debbie about this, like talking about the interviews, and guys, we'll, we'll get in. I mean, I, I hope this is tying into, bear with me, this is going to tie into how this pertains to you. But the, the other little thing I just want to say is, you know, in the past when I would do an interview, I would have to take time off of work, schedule a time, and in, inevitably... And this would happen a lot. This was very frustrating in the last three years. I would have somebody who would set everything up. All right, we're going to do it at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday or, you know, whatever. And I take the day off. I clear everything out of my schedule. I'm sitting in mission control. I'm ready to go. 10 o'clock rolls around. Nobody's here. 10.15, I'm texting the person. Nothing. You know, 10.45, oh, I was busy. Uh, we're going to have to reschedule. And I'm like, I just burned a whole freaking day of leave. You know, I had everything surrounded around that. And it was really frustrating, right? That's another reason why I stopped doing, doing things. But, but now are doing interviews and doing a certain type of collabs because people would flake on me. And I was thinking about it. Or like even yesterday, let's say, I mean, I'm, I'm, say I'm not worried about Leslie flaking on me. But, 
you know, the, the guy yesterday, I hadn't really had much of an interaction with him a little bit, but, but, you know, I didn't know. And, uh, I was thinking about it before the show started. I'm like, you know, if, if the guy flakes on me, it's not a big deal because it's a Thursday. I'll just do a normal show. Won't have the guest, not a big deal. And I was thinking about that. I mean, that, that really kind of changes the paradigm and for me doing stuff, right? So I'm not, not, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not wrapped up in the old way of thinking. My point on this is take all the stuff I just mentioned, which is all basically really good stuff. And, and, and granted, okay, maybe partly it's because, you know, I'm starting to get older. So my, my brain isn't as a, my neuroplasticity isn't what it, isn't what it used to be. But it's taken me time to kind of morph into this new process, even whenever I'm trying to trying to do it. I'm I'm pushing it. So you take that and then you take, you know, a decade or two decades. Or hell, even a four-year marriage relationship that explodes, you got used to those patterns. You got used to that routine. You got used to those fundamental feelings that you were going through. It it gets to become comfortable and you expect it. And then when it's not there, it makes you feel weird. This is why you can get out of a toxic relationship and still have these weird problems to where you're like, wait a minute. I mean, I should be doing great. Everything is doing freaking fantastic. And here I am struggling and thinking about things and, and like bringing extra drama into my life. For absolutely no reason. Well, there is a reason. We all have to. We all have to process our past uh, pattern, our own personal patterns of behavior, to move into a new method of doing things, and it takes time. I mean, think about it. I've been doing this. This going back to the first example. I've been doing this show for. Well, I've been doing the channel for four years. I've been doing this new show every day, Monday through Friday, for what? I think it's I think it's over two months now. I missed one day. I think one day I wasn't feeling well, or one day no, I had computer problems. I mean, even this. I mean, this last week I've been sick, and uh, I'm starting to feel better. But you know, I mean, I've been basically like, okay, I can, I can like, get myself geared up, knock the show out, and then I would just, you know, basically crash. Even with that, it's still taking me time to get to the new thing. So my point is, is if you're, you're dealing with this and you're, and you're feeling like you're not getting the progress that you would hope, it takes time. Go easy on yourself. You don't deserve to beat yourself up more than you already have been beat up dealing with this. Understand that it takes time to, to modify things and change. And that's, that's okay. It's not fun. You know, we should be able to go, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to be healthy with my life and I'm going to just go 900 miles an hour this way and it will be outstanding. And I think in a lot of ways it will, but just know that we are going to be in a lot of ways, our own worst enemies on this. Now I do have another, another topic, but it looks like I have a caller. It says, Hey, return caller asking questions about a uh, 12 year old daughter area code. Actually, I have two to uh, just, uh, I have two. So let me go with the first one. Uh, area code four two five. Hello and welcome to the show. Yes, hello, Dwayne. I uh, want to start off. Thank you for sharing how you're doing. That was always thoughts in my head, wondering how you are doing with this morning show, <laughs> and. Uh, because I love it so much, and I'm so happy to hear that uh, it is working out well for you. That is good to hear. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, yes. Um, I want to ask a question. Yesterday on your show, you had mentioned um, it's important to get in the time, get in some time with your child. Yes. Uh, my question is, wouldn't that be selfish of me to be fighting for this time because 
my child. She's 12. She's very smart. And her dad does not hurt her. And he has family. He's got his wife. They've been together for six years. And they have two kids. And she loves it over at her dad's. And she just never wants to come home. So wouldn't that be selfish of me to go to court and be fighting for her? No, every, both both parents are important in a child's life. So I mean, if you're not if you're not seeing your kid at all, then no, I mean, it's not selfish. I mean, she doesn't if want to send me. say that again, she does not want to see me. How old is I, your How old is your child? She is twelve. I mean, she just wants to talk to me on the telephone. She just wants to talk but to you on the telephone, or she doesn't even want to do that. Yeah, but I. She just wants to talk to me on the telephone. No, you need to force. You, you, no, because that's. I mean, look here, and we talked about this a lot. I mean, I have on the channel. When a, when a kid is with another parent, and they're basically being programmed that that they that they don't want to see the other person. That's manipulation and that's parental alienation. And right, but you, then I go see. I go to court. I mm-hmm. go to court. I get time my time back with her, and now I have taken her away from the people she loves so much. I, I can't. Well, you're not. But but okay. But let me ask you this: You're not. You're not wanting full custody to, and to move across the country, right? All you want to do is just no, just no, be able no. to see her for a period, for a little bit of time, even it's if it's 50, just for... 50. I, that's what we had. We had 50, 50 No, you need to go back to court. It's not... No, look. Had. Hold on a second. Let me stop you there. It, it, at 12 years old, that's not... I mean, if she was 19... I mean, if she was 17, you know, whatever, and you were almost done, I would say, you know what? It's like you're going to spend a lot of money for nothing because as soon as she's 18... You're not going to be able to to do anything, anyways. However, twelve years old is young. You need to be a part of your child's life. If she's being, no matter what is happening, I mean, the dad is obviously perpetuating this because a non alienating parent is going to want the other one to be involved. This is a, your ex is playing a game and manipulating your child. The only way to stop that is to go to court and have a. Uh, I mean, even if they reduce the time. You know, I mean, you you want basically say, look, the court order says 50-50, COVID happened, all this crap happened, and now we're dealing with a situation where now all of a sudden my kid has decided that uh, life is so much better here and I don't want to see mom. It's crap. You have to push it. And now if you go to court and they turn around and they say, you know what, you don't get, you, you know, full custody with the dad and, uh, you know, telephone visitation is what it is. If that's ultimately what happens going to court, then okay, fine. You know, you, you, you went to, you know, you went to battle, you tried, it didn't work. And, uh, uh, you just have to say, okay, fine, but you're not there yet. So, and it's not selfish on you, you know, for, for, for me to say to you that I think that you're being selfish, you would have to say, you know what? I want to, uh, I, I don't want my daughter to ever see my, see her father again. Um, I want to, I don't care if we live in the same town, but I want full custody and I'll get like to flip it. Well, then that's not right. Right, but that's not the situation. In you, all you're looking for is is physical one-on-one time with your daughter. There's nothing selfish for that for anybody who's listening to this who who is maybe thinking the same thing. And right now, with the way it is, your ex is forcing you to have to go back to court to do it. Um, he's using fear and intimidation and scare tactic to try to keep you out of it, out from doing it. And you know, I mean, I get it. I mean that 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 I mean they, these people are just freaking horrible in what they do. But no, you are not being selfish at all. I I thank you for for that. Thank you. And when I if and when I get my daughter home, and she's sitting at home, arms crossed, angry because she has to be here. What's the best way to handle that? Uh, give her time to go through that, and just basically like if. This is where you need more time. If, if for instance, she comes over and she just does that and it's defiant, just and like let's say you only have a couple hours, and that's the kind of the situation, then let her sit there. Um, even if it's just that she is being defiant for the two hours, and then you take her back or she, her dad comes to pick her up, 
do that. Just, but just let her do it. Now, if you have like a weekend or something and she comes over and she's doing that, typically what happens is there's like a transition period. I call it a groundhog day effect to where that, uh, um, they, they kind of go through that and typically it'll get better. You're just going to have to basically keep going through this lather, rinse and repeat until you start seeing improvements. Okay. Yes. Let her go through it. Don't be asking questions. Why are you acting this way? Oh yeah. No, don't do that. No, 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 no. Just let her come in. Um, be, be very, you know, kind of like give her a pass on that because see the problem is if you start doing that, you're feeding into it and you're not helping. Right. Cause she's already defiant. She's got her, her, her guard up. Have you, have you experienced this? Are you going through this now? Or is this what you're worried about if she starts letting you have her, letting you see her again? Um, we, <laughs> We're like the bestest of friends seven months ago. And then this one incident had happened. And now she's completely convinced it's unsafe to be with me. I'm a school custodian. I brought her to work with me on April 1st. And her dad convinced her that because I'm also a gross person, I guess. (laughs) I will burp in loud in public. I'll shower once a day. I don't, I don't know. I'm he is convinced that I will get her killed during this. She is gross. Stay away. I have always told you this about your mom. She is disgusting. This is not safe for you to be with her. And so the the thing on that is so right I only on, okay. on my weekends no. on my weekends she's been with my sister. Okay. She wants to go with my sister, who has a lot of money. Yeah. And they're doing a lot of things, and she gets to do things, and she's so happy. No, you got to push this. You got to go back to court and push this to get the time, because that's that's the critical part on this. So just don't, you know, you're not being selfish. Don't give up on that. And uh, I mean, you're systematically being. I see some people saying, you know, caller, they want you to devalue you as part of the process. I mean, this is part of. Part of the the you know the the BS that they're trying to do. I mean, think about it. This is exactly what your ex is trying to do. He's trying to break you down, get you to feel like you're not worthy, and get you to basically go away. Don't do it. Right? You're tearing yourself up. This is hard on your daughter. Uh, it's it, it is going to be hard on your daughter. There's no way around it. But um, no, you are not being selfish on that. So right. hopefully that's, that was um, helpful. One of our family rules. I need to remember a family rule. Um, remember you are loved. Yeah, absolutely. I just have to keep remembering that we've got these little family rules. And one of them is remember you are loved. So, you know, I say, I thank you, Dwayne. That, <laughs> that is exactly, he has successfully broken me down and I feel defeated and worthless, but. No, I need to um, pull my. I need to light up. I need to see the light. I, I thank you so much. Now you're welcome on that. All right, thanks for calling. Yeah. Okay, uh, guys, you, for people who are watching this, you probably noticed that my video just completely crashed. I am trying to fix that, and it is not working. So, um, I guess we may just have to continue on with this without video, which is really. I've never had this happen before. Okay, so (laughs) crap, I just tried to reset my box and that did not work. So, huh, that's that's a new one. All right, let me, uh, I'm going to go just look at some of the comments because there's some things that people were saying on this. Uh, Whoops, what did I hit? I hit uh, a different button and it did something different. Okay. Wow, things are really doing weird stuff today. This is odd. It's always cool whenever your system decides to implode on itself. Anyways, but you know what? This is also a podcast, so I guess audio only doesn't matter. (laughs) Jeez, what a mess. Joseph says, I finally got unsupervised visitation after my ex- Passed out in public and DHS took the kids. Now there's a false allegation from someone. All visitation and communication stopped for 30 days. Man, it is amazing how they just don't stop, right? You make, you make some headway and then someone tries something else. Joseph, I mean, just 
just keep plugging along when they have you jump through these flaming hoops. I know it's incredibly frustrating. Just don't, you know, don't give up on it and keep, uh, you know, it's like, all right, now what's the next thing they're going to make me do? It's weird though, right? These people really go through and try to break you down and just keep sending these attacks. And part of it is just controlling the narrative, right? It's like they think, okay, well, if I, if I sling so much mud at somebody, one of two things is going to happen. One is they're either going, either people are going to believe it and then the person that they're throwing it at is going to lose or that the person that they're throwing it out at, like both you and the last caller, that you'll just be like, okay, fine. You know what? I'm so emotionally drained and burnt out. I'm going to walk away just because I, because I can't, right? I mean, so part of it is to, to try to get you to um, not, to, to basically give up, to basically decide that it's just too much to do and is that, that you just say, okay, I tapped the mat. Guys, I was close to that. There were a few times where I, I got into that mode and uh, was re- almost ready to do that. So, all right. Okay, so I had a caller and they dropped. So I just want to ask a question. Is the show still going? Am I, am I, can you guys actually hear me or is this crashed completely? I'm trying to decide how to proceed. Um, I'm not even getting anything from Debbie, so I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, very interesting. Huh. Uh, trying to troubleshoot on the fly. Okay, John says the show is still going. All right, so no video but or no video of me, but the show is going and the audio is working. Well, that's, that's at least something. Thank you very much, John, for that. I appreciate it. So at least I know. Uh, John does say, DST, it got so bad for me, I went no contact with the ex and the kids because of the manipulation and lack of cooperation. Uh, the show is still going. Okay, cool. You know, that is, I think sometimes we get into the mode where that's the appropriate response, that we don't have much of much of a choice because of what's going on. Um, hopefully, sometimes we can we can uh, persevere through it to the point where it. Um, let's see, what am I trying to? No, I hit a button. Sorry. Persevere through it to where you can get past that and it, it, that particular moment in time, so to speak, and get like a refresh. Fortunately, that was my experience. Every time I got to the point where I felt that things were, were just too much, I was ready to give up. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Forget it. I just need to go no contact. Oh, I didn't know what no contact was, but I needed to just say, F this, forget it. I'm done. I'm going to move on with my life. I'll go live under a box down, you know, in a wouldn't because I wouldn't even be able to afford a van down by the river. I would try to see if somebody would would save me their old refrigerator box and I could move into that. That's kind of where I would get sometimes. And uh, and unfortunately, I would pause and I'd be able to to take a break, get some rest. And then a few days later, I would be, I could get, I could get back on track. But what I will say is those were not good times. Those were very stressful, frustrating times. And I was not in a, in a frame of mind during that to, I, what am I trying to say? It was, it was just, it was, it was really just a really tough time. I was just so beat down that it just didn't uh, didn't work. So, anyways, all right. Let me look at some. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I do have a caller in the queue. All right, I may I'll grab that here in a second. So, if, don't hang up. Um, Node Gurma says uh, DSD. I'm okay with no contact, and she wants it as well but it's all the other stipulations of the restraining order making it difficult. Police station transitions and all. Oh, and, and, they, and they go out of their way to make everything as complicated and difficult as possible. It's like, things should be easy. 
You know, there's no reason for us to have to go through this, this crap show that we have to. So, I mean, they make it complicated. One, they like chaos. They like conflict. They need it for them, for themselves to feel comfortable and, and stuff like that. But it's just, just to wear us down. The problem is, is we don't enjoy it, but they do. So it, it wears us down, but at the same time, it empowers them. So I am going to try to go to this caller, 470. Uh, said the auto screener failed, but it looks like it's a return caller. So I'm going to go to that now. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, DFD. It's, uh, it's uh, I Tumblr. Hey, I Tumblr. How you doing, man? Good. I just listened to that other caller, and um, it's kind of funny because I thought about it yesterday as I was kind of going through my evidence after to give to my lawyer mm-hmm. um, because we're getting ready for the trial. But what I thought of was I could help with the previous caller is maybe she can request uh, to the court place a motion um, for like reunification therapy since she's having difficulties with uh, the relationship with the child. And have possibly, I mean, it's a, like I said a couple of days ago, um, I think like two days ago, it's a risk to, to request that the ex pay for those, I mean, pay for those therapy sessions. But if she has enough evidence to present of parental alienation, which we know is pretty difficult to, um, I guess, to, to, to show. And it's all a matter. Of, it's all a matter of like the judges, um, you know, what they think is parental alienation. I mean, the GL involved in my case, he doesn't think because uh, the ex didn't let me see the child for seven eight months, that's not considered parental alienation unless he's talking badly about me, which that is pretty dumb in my opinion. But I mean, this, it's just his opinion. So yeah, it's just a just a thought that could possibly help her. Um, because the pe- these people use the system against, you know, against the people. They try to use the system as best they can uh, to destroy the um, the other parent in all ways possible. Relationship with the kid, the finances, uh, emotionally. I mean, it's just it's all out war for these people. So it's just a thought on what they could possibly. I mean, it's a, it's a it's an idea what she could do. I thought about it. I wish I would have thought about it when I went to the temporary hearing, but. I didn't even know anything about reunification therapy and, you know, um, but I didn't do it. And, but I do think that it's going to be something that they'll, that she'll say is that because she's a toddler, because she's one years old and she does, she did cry a few times when we met at exchange. And she's like, Oh, well the, the child cries at exchange. I'm like, well, first of all, it was your fault. Why she was crying because she's trying to, she doesn't have a good enough memory of, you know, of seeing me on a frequent basis. And second of all, you placed her in that position to, um, to almost estrange me from the kid. So if you make a good enough argument and if you can use the system to basically try to get back at them, I mean, in a health, I mean, in a reasonable way and something that's actually, that's going to help the ex too, possibly. Um, I mean, not the ex will help the situation. I mean, you could definitely do. You could both can play the same game. I mean, it's just a matter of: are you going to fight or are you not going to fight? <laughs> so if you fight, yeah, exactly. Kind of like what the kind of like what the lawyer said yesterday. Appropriately, I think I can't remember the two words. He says like fight appropriately or something like that. But that's what you need to do: is fight when it's appropriate and don't fight when it's appropriate. And then, like you said yesterday as well, sometimes it's best not to do anything. But in her situation. She needs to gather her evidence. If she's not using OFW or some type of app, she needs to centralize her communication with that, um, with that app, so that way it's easier for her. So maybe I don't know if she has if she has something like that. But if you're texting, calling, and you're doing all these forms of different forms of communication, that's just going to make it very difficult to um, present to the to the judge because the judge is not going to look at every little piece of communication that you're doing. You have to. You have to summarize your argument pretty good. Oh yeah, say, no, but, you're absolutely um, right on that. And and I was that's, that's and I, what I want to like. Say. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. 
And I think that, that, that you, you made a great point, I tumblers. I mean, it's, it's even with a case like this, the ex is trying to build up a, 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 a back catalog of complaints to try to use against her. She needs to come in and say, look, it was 50, 50 COVID happened. He unilaterally changed custody. Now all of a sudden 50, 50 was great. Now I'm a horrible person. It needs to go. You know what I mean? It's like he, it needs to stop. And, and as long as she doesn't, as long as the last caller doesn't make the mistake of basically proving his point, proving the ex's point, there's a really good chance that the judge is going to say, Hey, look, knock it off. You know, this is, this is BS. There's, there's ways around the COVID issue. And, uh, there's, you know, but anyways, but you, but you have now at this stage when someone's doing something like that, you have to go to court. There's, you know, when I talk about picking battles, this is one of those ones where you, you, you're forced to do that. You have no choice. Yeah, exactly. And I've got to the point, you know, like around the time period when I was like fighting with her dumb attorney um, and I was pro se and I was doing a decent job, but it was still to the point where it would almost make a person want to look into um, revoking their parental rights to the child. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like if you're not good enough to be around your kid but you're good enough to pay for the kid in which I wasn't even forced to be paying child support at the time, but I still was financially supporting the kid. It wouldn't, I mean, I could see a person definitely like starting to look at, well, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And, um, I know there's people that have dealt with it longer than than what I've dealt with. And, um, I can hear the pain in her voice. Yeah. And it's a sad situation. But the thing is like, yeah, these people, they're monsters. They're like evil at the end of the day. And, yeah, they really are. I mean, I know it seems hyperbolic to say that, but I, I believe it, right? I mean, these people are doing just really cruel things to 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 uh, to the target and their child. I mean, to 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 erase mm-hmm. a parent out of a kid's life and to do it in, you know, I mean, it's one thing if someone leaves on their own, you know, they just disappear or whatever. Okay, fine. But when you're systematically trying to force another person out of your kid's life just because you don't you want to punish the person and you don't want to have to deal with them, that's evil. It is evil. Exactly. And the only thing, I mean, and so when I was, I was having because I was having a hard time yesterday. I kind of I was I've been doing a lot better, but then you still go into that stages of like, why is it the way that it is? Oh yeah. Why does it have to be like this? Why can't she be a? Why can't the ex be a normal person? Like. You, you go into all this wishful thinking mode, and then I went to one of your videos, and I it really helped me yesterday. And uh, but it's, it's still a normal thing, like, you still that's why I hate going through the evidence and stuff because it kind of oh, it's triggering those memories. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To, it's very, yep, it's very triggering, and it really brings down it can really bring down your emotions. And um, that's what it did for me yesterday, and I was like. Oh my God, I can't wait to get, I know it won't be officially done when even trial, um, you know, occurs like when, when there's a final decision, but it's, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that you just have to be, you have to be strong and, um, you can't show to the ex that you sound broken, that you look broken, you, and if you do that, it's just, it's just going to empower them to, to keep breaking you down even further what they want i mean it's fair yeah it's absolutely what they want it's all this is by design it's to try to make you feel so much pain that you just go away to make your life so miserable (laughs) that you just say you know what fine you win and some people do i mean some people just say fine you win and they go on about their lives and then the problem is what happens with the kids in that scenario is they're like why does you know why you know daddy's remarried he has a new child and he doesn't care about me and the and the alienating parent is sitting over there going yeah oh it's so sad pumpkin you know i i all i ever wanted was your dad to love you and in reality it's by it's created you know not not to say that all situations are like that right there are some people who like they check out they find someone new and they're like hey you know they just walk away from everybody everybody but I think we have to look at all this stuff with a discerning eye nowadays because there's so there's so many nuances and there's so much lies and deceit going under 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 the table that any normal person at some point would just do just that would just say okay fuck sorry okay forget it I'm done I can't do this anymore if I don't stop I'm going to I'm going to do something I can't take back 
I'm going to let it destroy my life. Mm-hmm. At some point, I just have to tap the mat and say, okay, I lost. You know what? We had a battle. I tried. I did everything in my power that I thought I could. It obviously wasn't enough. I can either just lay over and die or I can move on with my life. And some people do that. I mean, and, I, and to be perfectly honest, at some mm-hmm. point, if you're in that mode, I think you have to because the alternative is you let this destroy you. And then they ultimately win. Yeah. I don't, I don't, so I wouldn't necessarily ever agree with um, giving up. I mean, like tapping. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that are more emotionally stronger than others. Yeah, I get that. But if you, if you do, if you do tap the mat like that, you'll, I don't think there, there will be a, there will probably be an empty, empty part of you that will, Right. You'll always, you'll probably start to feel better, and then you'll probably wish that you'd done something, and then right. you come back, and they're like, "Oh, well, you're you're coming back out." And then just I know, I know, I know, I know. You're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. That's why you have, yeah. you know, you need to if you get to that point to feel that you've. You're right. I mean, I was gonna say you need to do, be at the point to where you feel like you did everything. I was at that point a couple mm-hmm. of times in the early part of this. Uh, one time I was, was when I was with Debbie, uh, some stuff happened and I completely lost it. Something ha- it was with the uh, retirement thing and I just sued her and the, yeah. my ex in the fa- uh, small claims court. And then I got nailed with this where th- everything was going to be basically taken away. And I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, you know, F it. I'll sign over the kids. She can take them out of state. I do not. I just, I can't keep playing this game. Thank God. And I kind of hinted to this at the beginning of the show before it crashed that uh, I um, I was able to take a break, recharge my batteries, get my second wind, and you know now look at me now, right? I mean, had I done that, I wouldn't have the success I've had with my kids. God only knows what would have happened to them, and uh, it would have been a bad thing. But I mean, you know, if you get to the, I mean, yeah, I pro- exactly. I probably shouldn't say this, but since the show is is uh, already just on YouTube is completely chopped up. And now we're, Oh, just for everyone uh, or for you, I tell you may have seen it um, that I had to restart it. So it's a whole new stream. So, but my point is, is that, you know, people get to the, if you're getting to the point to where you're ready to basically, you know, you're strongly considering like suicide, take a step back. Mm -hmm. Right. Because this will drive you into the grave and if you're at the point to where it's so much, you owe it to yourself to, to walk away, to try something again. Now, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe the depression won't, it will be too much for you. But at, I do believe there comes a point, if this is basically getting too much for you, walk away from it because your life is more important and you can flip this back around and turn things around later. But if they break you completely and you, and you make a decision that you cannot undo, that's one of them. There are a lot of decisions that you can't, well, let me change that. I'll say, as long as you're breathing, you can, there's ways for redemption. As soon as you stop breathing, it's over. You can't, I mean, that's it. You can't change your mind. You can't try something different. It's done. Yep. And that's the thing too. I was reading bad stories of, yeah, fathers, or just you know parents in general that have been like so abused by the system mm-hmm. and the ex uses it that yeah it drives them to suicide and it drives them to do crazy things and i'm like i mean it's just crazy i mean like these are real problems that the system creates and enables people to to do that i think my ex when we originally started this she said i was like so i was alienated for just a few months at a time and i requested to give my daughter some Christmas gifts and then it wound up being, I only got two hours with her, which actually wound up being a better deal than what I got. Right. But anyways, um, I tried to talk to my ex. I mean, like at exchange, I was like, Hey, like, can we, you know, like, can we, like, why does it have to be like this? And so it was at night. I mean, so I, I gave her the kid and then, you know, I walked back to her as she was putting, I was like, Hey, I was like, um, why does it have to be like this? Can we not, do we have to go through attorneys for everything? Because she knew that every time that I wanted to do something on behalf of the kid, I had to go through my attorney, which I got billed for. So it was like a way to make sure that I basically could not do anything on behalf of the kid. It was like a tactic of her. And then eventually I started deducting that from the support that I was giving her because I was like, I can't pay for my attorney to do any. I mean, like I'm, I'm giving you money voluntarily 
I don't have to do that right now, but because I want to, but I can't have you abuse me. And, um, you know, I can't pay hundreds of dollars just to figure out what's my daughter's social security number. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I should be able to get that information. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to set her up like a social, I mean, a, a savings account. Like I'm trying to do something good, but you're making me pay up in attorney fees just for simple things like that. But anyways, um, I tried to talk to her for like a good, like a minute. And then she went to her attorney. The next, I mean, so she went to her attorney and told, well, no, I'll say this. So then I requested to see her uh, for another time for a special event. And then um, apparently then her attorney told, told, uh, told me that the last time that we did something that I cornered her and uh, I told her and she made up something that I said about dropping the case. I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, I was like, wow. So then I started like, you know, hearing about protective orders. And I, I saw the proper channel, you know, like, about what they try to do, they'll try to use their restraining order to like get a leg up. And I'm like, I am positive that's what she was trying to do. That's what oh, absolutely. Were trying to do. They were trying to make, trying to make me seem like a scary person, trying to <laughs> paint me as that to fit their narrative. And it's just a very um, so. What I said was like, All right, well, that actually never happened. I mean, I just tried to have a nice conversation, but. You know, if if we want to start meeting at a change at a police station, we can do that. I have no problem. So next thing you know, they just didn't respond to me. I never saw my daughter for that special event. And next thing you know, we finally got a, a court order, and then we we meet at a grocery store. And then um, she tried to meet me at my car, and I was like, nope, we're going right in front of that camera where the ATM oh, is yeah. right at the. Uh, you know, I am not. I I told her I'm like I'm I'm not going to get accused of something. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Whenever, not, whenever that yeah, happened, did she give you yeah. that look like, what, what, why? You know, like, like you were all like, oh, it's so sad that you're like that. Did she kind of have a reaction when you said, nope, don't come to my car. We're going to the camera. Oh, no. Well, she, she tried to snatch the kid away from his wife. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, she was like a little bit surprised that I did that. But I told her, I'm like, I'm not getting accused of anything. I mean, yeah, I had, a, I had a easily tried yeah. to. I had a very similar situation. The ex pulled the old, uh, you know, you're a big, scary guy and I'm cowering in fear, uh, you know, calling the cops and stuff uh, through the attorney. And then the next day after that, when I went to pick the kids up, you know, she comes bubbling out of the house, you know, oh, hi, how are you? You know, here, oh, this, you know, let me give you this paperwork. And I'm like, stay away from me. What, 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 why? I'm like, did you, because my attorney had said, you know, basically wrote back to him and said, okay, you know, she needs to stay in the house. And it's like, did you, you know, did you talk to your attorney? Well, well, no, you know, I'm like, you know, stay away from me. And the look, the look on her face was like, exactly. oh, oh, like, oh, 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 that's what she did. If anybody who can now, since the video is working, she kind of was like, oh, 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 you know, head, head down like a diminutive. And, and it was just like, it was it just, you know, it was annoying. I remember talking to one of my, uh, my ex brother-in-law when that right around that time happened. And he's like, well, you are, I mean, I'm six. I mean, okay. So at the time I'm, I'm six, two. Uh, 200 and, you know, probably 80, 290 pounds. I mean, I'm a big guy. Right. And, and I, I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. I can, if I want to look angry and, and intimidating, I can. And he's like, well, you know, you, you can be intimidating. Not that I've ever done it with him. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah. but it was just, you know, I was trying to fight that narrative. I didn't mean to cut you off, but, but Hey, I tumblers, man, I appreciate no, 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 you calling and sharing. That was, you, you, you shared yeah, some really yeah. good information, man. Yeah, I hope that it helped the previous caller, and uh, thanks for all you do. Really appreciate it, Dwayne. All right, thanks, man. Okay, so um, the only thing to to address the elephant in the room, uh, the stream crashed, or the software crashed, which I am using a beta software, so that kind of, you know, not to be expected, but but not unexpected. Uh, but I had to start the stream and and bring it back, bring it back. So. Um, uh, it looks like I have another caller. I am going to try to grab them, area code 250, and hopefully they're still there. Hello, and welcome to the show. Uh-oh. Good morning. I? Hey, good morning. Oh, there you are. How are you doing today? It's good. I'm listening to your voice and looking at the TV, and it's a minute behind here. So it yeah. Really <laughs> yeah, make sure you turn the TV down, otherwise we'll have that? a nasty echo. I've got you on mute on my TV, and then I've got the chat on my phone. So you guys are all 
Awesome. Um, hey, before we jump into this, before that- I, I just wanted to hit one thing because I got a super chat. So I just want to say for Ali Shaw, thank you so much. Says, love your channel. Hope so. Uh, helps you so much. Love from, from Bonnie from Scotland. Why, thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. Okay, sorry mm-hmm. about that. Go ahead and go. The floor is yours. Oh, no pressure. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I now I don't know what I'm saying. Um, the last, the last caller. Um, I'm trying to figure out who that was. That was I Tumblers. Name is I Tumblers. There we go. Um, yeah, I feel you because uh, that sounds like a lot of what I'm dealing with too. Um, the different kinds of. Um, ways they use to manipulate and I was just going to mention that the um, Yitz Epstein or whatever Epstein mm-hmm. his his uh, his podcast is amazing I was listening to it yesterday and he goes into like just how, how why narcissists can't apologize and how they they seem extra compassionate when really they're just using you and all the stuff that you you've talked about before here, but he just kind of he delivers it in a very gentle way that just kind of reaffirms the stuff that we already kind of know, but just don't wrap our head around because who would do that and who would you know because we we have feelings like normal people and we think well nobody would actually be a villain from a movie right so it's hard to you know like he was saying earlier he was saying how you want to go back and fight and then you just want to give up. It's kind of like how you want to believe there's humanity still in that person. You want to like, remember the nice person they were or the nice person they could be. Yeah. And you're like, no, they're just evil. And they're, they're not really evil. There's still some good human in there, but it's like hidden and locked away. And, you know, so I, I have a hard time with that too. And, but I just listened to that and it really, it really encouraged me yesterday. So I just wanted to maybe mention that because I mean, I, I just the other day I felt hopeless too. And I have days where I still feel like, you know, what is the point of this? Like I've spent so much money and I've done, you know, I've documented things and the lawyers don't want to use it. Or my ex has like four or five, you know, affidavits and they're all like, you know, three inches thick and they've killed about 15 trees, you know? And, I like you said yesterday, I think it was or the other day where they just want you to write two pages of something and summarize everything that's happened that's terrible. And then they have this giant stack of papers that, you know, nobody has time to read your stuff. And just everything seems so unfair. Like the deck is stacked against you. And I think we're all in the same boat in that sense. But, you know, it's just, it's always such a nightmare. And when we all have the same questions, we're all dealing with the same evil, you know. Um, but I guess in, in my, my question was kind of surrounding, you know, like, um, you know, even the first caller saying, you know, what do you do when you want to ask for something? And, you know, it's almost like a lost cause, like whether the kids don't want to come or see you or whether the, the other parent is like, I'm in charge and nope, you know, I'm unilaterally deciding this and, you know, um, you know, changing uh, custody orders or, you know, how you said, uh, Somebody said, I think he said that the off-record order was that, you know, you agreed to do something. And, like, in my case, you know, if it's not the specific day and it's a specific time frame in the specific window, like, you know, yeah. like Mother's Day and Father's Day were switched around this year. And I was like, so do you want to swap that out? Because, you know, it's a different weekend. And he's just like, no. I'm like, it's Mother's Day and Father's Day. Like, that's a normal thing to switch around. But it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's funny and you say that. I tried my, to do the exact my, same thing the other year, and the ex wouldn't do it. It's like, hey, look, you know, we can just swap the weekends. Nope. <laughs> They'll just say no yeah. just because they can. That's and the crazy like, part. It's well, like you ask see, them something, and, and they and they I just won't. <laughs> and it's, it's, I don't know, there's a movie, uh, uh, one of my favorite movies is A Night's Tale with Heath Ledger, and there's this line that I always quote and it's like, I really laugh to keep from weeping. And that's literally how I live my life with this stuff. Cause like, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's not because like we yeah. all will have the same story because it's the same demon. And that's too, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. But, you know, how do you approach like, cause you've been doing this for a decade, unfortunately. Um, how do you approach it when, you know, in my example is, my, you know, Halloween uh, is supposed to be 
it was actually last year was supposed to be mine. And because he's strictly adhering to, you know, the, the custody order that he's forced his way into, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm like, should I bother sending that email? And I've talked to my therapist and she's just like, don't give him the power, right. to, you know, give you the, you know, for her birthday or for Halloween, you know, you know, if, if, if you ask him and he says no, then now he's taking that, he's robbing you of something you could have when you just do something on your own time and you know and i've done that like last year we did halloween like on the wednesday before halloween or something but right you know how do you you know bill bill eddie style it if you if you know bill eddie you know just how do you you know word it so that you can kind of maybe get a some leverage on the situation because like these people are unpredictable but they are somewhat predictable and then we like you let me jump on that because we're going to run out of time here real quick um the the if your court order says you're supposed to have the like for mine my court order says that uh, for halloween i think this year it's me right what you would have to do is send him a note saying you know hey x or hi x uh court order says i get the kids on this day you know this day at this time you know, just kind of like just state it as a fact, knowing that he's probably not well, going to say again. Yeah. What was that? Like our, our, every holiday that's like Christmas is, is defined and everything else is just whatever. So he, then your host, you're, he, then what, then, so then the advice that the your therapist gave you, yeah, the, the, ther- the advice your therapist gave you, but just doing it on another, another day, that's your best bet because otherwise it's not but listed I, on. What was that? Would you suggest asking or not asking at all? Like, would you just? Oh, in that situation, I wouldn't even ask. Say, hey, what's I up? wouldn't. I wouldn't even ask because her birthday. Like, she's turning thirteen, and I want to see her on her birthday. And if I don't get to, I'll, I'll, I'll deal. But you know, they want to see me on their birthdays, and and it's a special year because she's turning thirteen, right? So what I would say on that is, is if you can. We're really going to run out of time, so I don't want to end this without being able to, to, to answer your question. But but if you can send the email saying, hi, let's say your ex's name is Bill. If you go, hi, Bill, I'd really like to be able to see our daughter for her 13th birthday on the day and, and, and fully expecting that he's going to say no or ignore you. If you can send that without it being... Uh, sending you down on a tailspin because it used that type of stuff used to send me down on a you know have a tailspin basically just kind of send me off. Um, then I wouldn't do it if you can send it where if he says no or he does what you think he's going to do it won't emotionally affect you. Then send it. But if 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 trying to engage because your yeah. your therapist is right you're giving him the power to say no. And what I had to do in my situation is I had to take away every chance possible to not give the ex the opportunity to say no, because it would dry. It would, cause she, my, in my situation, it sounds like the same as yours. The ex would constantly, anytime they could say no, no, that's what the answer would be. And it would drive me crazy. So I yeah. basically, I, that's, I personally got to the point where I'm like, okay, we're following the court order. And then she would say, oh, well we could do this. No, I'm sorry. I'm done. The court order says I get the kids at six. I get the kids at six. You get the kids at, you know, on these days, that's fine. I'm not discussing it. We're not talking about it anymore. We're following the court order. When she would then start sending me stuff, saying that all I would write back, follow the court order. And because it's not reciprocated, right? I mean, if I said yes, and then I asked for something, it was, it was no. And it just got infuriating. And that's probably the same situation you're in, right? And, and you have about, and you have about 15 seconds. Okay. I just mean like if you go to court and you afford it's so expensive and you're just like, well, yeah. let's just off record agree to do that. And I'm just trying to figure out if there's a formula to, you know, get them to agree off record without having to go sign a bunch of papers for a thousand dollars just to, you know, change days for one month, you know? It, only if they would agree to it. Otherwise you just don't do it. And that's what I ended up doing. I just couldn't do it anymore. All right. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate you calling. All right. Um, and I hate to have to cut her off because that was actually a good discussion. But I mean, we're down to the last few seconds. And I just the, the last thing I'll try to say is if, if you're fighting with somebody, you got to pick your battles. Right. And to be perfect. I mean, if you have the money to throw away to go to court to, to do the paperwork, fine. That's great if you have it. If you don't like I didn't, then you just say, OK, I'm not playing that game. I mean, and and. You know, it was a big leap for me to, to do this whole let's change the week on a week off. But the only reason that happened is because the kids wanted to do it. And on that, wow, what a weird show. Things going wrong. So thank you guys for hanging out with me on this Friday. Sorry the show was a little weird. 
I do want to say thank you to, if this works, the channel members who have so graciously became, become members. It helps keep the lights on, pay for the phone calls, uh, you know, pay for the subscription service for the software that's crashed. Have a good weekend. Be kind to yourself, and I will be back on Monday, even though it's a holiday. Take care, guys. <laughs>